Female Network. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fierce Female Network. I'm your host, Fierce Manson, and today is Tuesday, 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 baby. It is Tasty Tuesday all up in here. I'm telling you, it's Tasty Tuesday. It's French Toast Tuesday. It's whatever you want it to be, baby. It is going on and going down on today. Can I tell you that? Listen, listen, listen. Alex, the week of Blue Bloods is going to be on today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The martial arts king. Y'all know he is the man when it comes to martial arts. He is the bad guy. Let me tell you something. He's bad on screen. He's bad on screen when it comes to Blue Bloods, things like that, person of interest, and uh, this show, Blacklist. He's all bad. But listen. Alex is such a sweetheart. I love this guy. He's such a sweetheart. Alex is such a sweetheart. So he's going to be here on today. Yes, he is. So listen, i got some stuff to get into in just a moment. But guess what? I'm broadcasting live from the Wind City. It is cold. It's cold outside. It is really, really cold outside. I'm telling you what's true. Cold and rainy and cloudy. 30 degrees all up in here. I'm telling you what's the truth. Listen, it's Tuesday, December 5th. 23 p.m. on the Eastern Standard Time Zone, and 8 p.m. on the Eastern Standard Time Zone. Y'all know what I'm going to say up in here. The Eastern Standard Time Zone is the time zone there. Rock my socks off, honey. You know I got to push it up to the ATL, to the whole thing. Must give a shout-out to my team, Fierce Nation International, the hardest working team on the planet. Got Nation Gate, Zimbabwe, East and West, Africa, UK, and Germany, and my honorary member in India. Listen, this show is being brought to you by GumperRum. GumperRum.com. 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 It's the food is rum in Washington. The CEO and the founder of GumperRum is Sweet Gum. I'm trying to keep up with y'all. I'm trying to keep up with him. Listen, there's two different flavors in the stock. That's vanilla with the summer gold. That's the gold with the summer silver. Mm-hmm. And it is delicious, honey. It's delicious. Now, listen, let me tell y'all something. I'm still a champagne girl. Every day is a champagne day. That I means every day is special. I ain't seen nothing to drink champagne every day. It was a champagne. Listen, listen, listen. It's going to be a host. I was host. I was still on the stage of Alex Nelson. He's going to be here on the stage. Alex has to be there first. Film and television accident show by Blue Bloods. Gotham. I love me some Gotham. Y'all still watching Gotham and Person of Interest. Law and Order and in several full-length TV films. He is an accomplished martial artist. Yes, he is. We began his former training of Taekwondo when they began. Because from the cheekbones, y'all see them cheekbones, they are all standing up up in fair, pale, complex, and dark hair. He often plays villains. He plays bad guys. You know, I don't know how somebody's so sweet can play somebody so bad, but we're going to get on the other side of that in just a moment. His versatility as a psych, an actor, has afforded him roles outside of that genre. Listen, he also, we're going to talk about this too. He was also a lead singer in a local band in Connecticut. We're going to talk about that. But listen, come on, engineer, do your thing up in here.
you know, I see a lot of your postings on Facebook with the martial arts mm-hmm. uh, and the children, and so mm-hmm. it's so impressive. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I, I got to have Alex back on and talk about the mm-hmm. martial arts, and we'll get into uh, Blue Bloods. And I think it was it mm-hmm. season fourteen. Is it season uh, fourteen with Blue Bloods? Yeah, okay. yeah, season fourteen. It's um, it's going to be their last, the last season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yes, with, with the martial arts. So this is your your school, the martial arts. I always see the children, and it's so wonderful yeah. that you focus you. a lot of attention. On, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's mm-hmm. such a noble uh, thing that you're doing because the children do need attention, and they gain a lot of character. You know, I think learning martial arts and or taekwondo. I'm not sure which one that you teach them, but yeah. they learn a lot of character. It gives them a great foundation. So now, tell me about mm-hmm the martial arts school that you have there and the different children yeah. that you work with? Because you work with a lot of children. It's very yeah, impressive. A lot of it's children. wonderful. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, thank you. Uh, well, the base of the martial art is our style is Taekwondo, but makes from various systems. And all martial arts schools, be it karate, jiu-jitsu, they all have the same philosophy and benefits where it helps the children Listen, develop self-confidence, self-control, um, focus, coordination. So I tell them it's not just the physical aspect of it. It's a mental part of it, too. And uh, some of the kids come in there. Like one boy came in one time and said, oh, Mr. Zewike, you're going to teach me how to fight. I said, I'm not going to teach you how to fight. I'm going to teach you how to defend yourself and protect yourself. And hopefully you'll never have to use what myself and the other instructors teach you here. That would be better better for you. But if it comes to a point where you have to, then you feel confident you'll be able to handle any type of situation. Maybe not now, but maybe 10 or 15 years from now. Maybe they're in college and they're going out with their friends and, you know, someone tries to give them a hard time and, and then they need to defend themselves. Um and a lot of the kids, you can see their grades improve in school. They would be more confident to stand up in the classroom and answer a question or engage in any type of uh, lesson that the teacher is giving. Uh, say, for instance, they have a book report. They stand up and they talk a little bit about it. Also, when you see the pictures of the kids that went to the competition, they compete in front of judges that at first they don't know, but after going for so many so many years and times they get to know them. But they have to go in front of the judges and say their name. Say, for instance, my name is uh, Devana or Soka or, or John or Paul, and uh, uh, my school is EWAC Martial Arts. With your permission, may I please step back and begin and get out there in front of these judges and they give their best effort. So that transfers into their school and other activities. I tell them when you listen and pay attention in class, it'll help you in school, of course. It'll help you everywhere. In sports, when your coach is explaining something, how to do or run a play or whatever, pay attention and listen. I tell them adults have to pay attention and listen too. Because, you know, when we're driving, we have to pay attention to the road and so on and so forth. So I try to explain to them and try to keep it real on with different things that 
they realize I'm not just here to learn how to kick and punch. There's a lot more to just kicking and punching. And so, uh, and they're all sweet kids. They learn, they're all very polite and respectful, but sometimes you might get one or two that they are, but they weren't taught how to say thank you, please, you know. And then when I tell them, well, that's, that was a nice kick, they'll say thank you or thank you, sir, or thank you, ma'am, or just thank you. Because um, I do that when I go to the store and someone hands me change back, I say thank you. I mean, I'm not saying if you don't say it, it's a bad thing, but it's a martial art philosophy in what we say at the end of class is what Taekwondo aims to achieve, modesty, courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, and boundable spirit. And um, I said you can't just act like that. Go by the tenets in here. You have to try to apply that outside. Be kind to people and be respectful. And then you're going to get further in life when you're like that. That's yeah, right. So that's, that's, uh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, that's, I that's, like uh, they really enjoy it. Yeah, they're sweet. Oh, good. They come in, they have little gifts for me, chocolate chip cookies, little pictures they draw. That's priceless. That little child, be it uh, six, seven, eight years old, sat there at home or wherever and took the time to draw a picture for me. That's sometimes more important than some awards you get that they just hand out awards to everybody. <laughs> uh-huh. So I have them hanging up in my office, and when they come in the office and they see it, and they say, oh, Mr. Newark didn't just, you know, shove that in the drawer somewhere so they know that I appreciate it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I was going to ask, I was thinking about uh, women, so do you teach also self-defense classes for women? I wasn't sure if you did or, or not. Yeah. Um, the martial arts is a form of self-defense. And anytime you have to block or kick or strike somebody, you're defending yourself. And then before they grab you or try to strike you, you can block, avoid it. But once they grab a hold of you, then there's other techniques that you can do to um, defend yourself. So we do those techniques too. We do have women women in the class. I don't have a separate class just for self-defense. I do do when people are interested in like self-defense workshops, rape prevention techniques. Um, But um, I incorporate that in the class. So we'll do various kicks on the bag or the pad and then we'll make partners And I'll say, okay, so this side, grab this side, double choke from the front. And we're going to go over this technique. Now, be mindful you can't really hit the person or twist their arm like you would do outside, so you have to practice self-control. Because if we allow people to just smack each other around, then I'd have no students. (laughs) So um, no one would want to come. But you have to keep it as real as possible. That's why when they do the bending and twisting, you hear the term tap out. They tap their hand on the side. Now, if you're doing ground stuff, they tap the mat or whatever. That means stop. I feel the pain. I feel it. That's good enough. You don't have to go any further because if you go any further, you're going to probably break their arm, break their leg, break their wrist. And then we practice if someone was to grab you, how to put them on the floor, so on and so forth. So that's more like hands-on if someone – 
was to grab you before you were able to use your arms to block or your body to get out of the way because at different stages before it gets to the point where they get their hands on you. That's why I tell the students, you have to be aware of your surroundings. And especially with the, the kids, sometimes they're not very confident and they look on the floor and they walk with their um, shoulders like slouched down and kids that like to start trouble, look for that. They're not going to bother most of the time someone who walks up straight and is looking straight. That's an easy target when you're looking on the floor and you're shrugging your shoulders. Plus, they're going to come over and you can't even see them shoving you. If you stand up straight, look straight, you can block it out of the way. And also, you can't just tell them, oh, stop. You have to have some bark behind your bite. Like, back off. And then they're like, Oh, shoot, I'm messing around with the wrong kid today. That's right. You messed around with the wrong kid today. Don't bring that over here. Don't bring that over here because if you bring that over here, I got something for you. But they're all sweet kids. Yeah, that's what I tell them. I tell them, you mind your business, go to school, be polite and kind to all the kids and be respectful to everyone and your teachers. But if some kid is going to get in your face, you got to let them know your boss and then, you don't have to punch them in the face right away. You just put them on the floor, and then they know because if you don't if you don't handle that situation, they're going to come at you every day and bother you. So if you, like say, put them on the floor and go to the principal's office, um, you explain the situation and you were defending yourself. Like I had one fella, some kid was bothering him, and he just punched him in the face. I said, well, you really. You, you don't, it wasn't a point where you had to punch him in the face. That's like two people at work getting in an argument and someone punched him in the face. You can resolve the situation in a different type of manner. And I told him that when he punched you or wanted to grab a hold of you, you can just put him on the floor, and that would send a message, and then he would know. So there's a time and place for, for, for everything, but no one should be bullied every day because that starts affecting you um, mentally and physically, and and I don't have any patience for that, you know. Oh. So if you're going to mess around with a kid or one of the kids and he defends yourself, he defends himself, good for him or her, you know. Or, you know, and then when they're doing the techniques and they're doing it kind of like really lethargic, I say you have what's called muscle memory. If you do it majority of the time, like that in here, that's how you're going to do it out there. Not like a light switch. That's why different athletes, you know, like a Kobe Bryant or, uh, you know, whoever, uh, you know, whatever, uh, the, 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 um, you know, Joe Montana, quarterback, whoever, I'm just throwing out names. Mm-hmm. They practice like it was game time. That's why Kobe Bryant stayed after the game in practice and would go two hours before because he was so focused and he wasn't going to let anybody um, beat him. Like Jared Jeter said, I might not be the best shortstop in the league, but no one's going to outwork me. So I tell the kids, yes, you're here to have, I don't say fun. I said, you're here to enjoy yourself, but you're here to work. And we're not here to play. There's different places where you can go play. Be like, a tough guy. I'm just telling him, like, look, we're here to work. And when you work hard, good things happen. 
and then the result is when they go compete, they win. And I said it stems from what you did here at school. And proper preparation makes for a positive performance. Poor preparation makes for poor performance. So when they're in the school and they're preparing for the tournament or the school or or testing for their next belt, or even someone that's really, you know, need to know how to defend themselves, if you don't put in the proper work, you're not going to be successful. And the same thing is for someone who is studying for a test in school. I tell them, if you have a lot of homework and studies, don't come to class. Class comes first. And if you're on a sport team or you're a musician or you're whatever you are, you have to practice. And that way, when it comes to performing, you'll be doing a lot better. That's the philosophy that I try to keep at the school. And, you know, if someone has a hard time with it, which rarely do, then they go somewhere else where they can play around and play Nerf Wars and, you know, all sorts of nonsense in the martial arts school. I was brought up where the martial arts school is a special place. It's not a place where you play around. It's a place where you train. And I feel that me still doing that after all these years I'm I'm very humbled by all the respect that I get from the other martial art instructors, male, female, from all over the country and all over the world. I think they know that I try to keep the standards. But you have to evolve, too. This is not 1976. So training methods have to evolve the way you um, talk to uh, children even adults. My instructor had no filter. He would just tell us straight out, boom. You have. It's not my style. Someone, something is too harsh, and because uh, then they're like, "What are you doing? You're like belittling my son or daughter." I'm not. I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to tell them if they're not doing it right. And you can't like worry. Oh, my feelings. Someone said, "Oh, my son had his. He's sensitive." Don't worry. I know what it it to him that he doesn't get sensitive, but I can't not tell him because he's going to be upset. What's going to happen when he goes to school and the teacher told him that that paper that he wrote wasn't acceptable? What if he's on a basketball, football team and the coach says, you know, you got to you got to do a little bit better? So uh, myself and the other instructors are trying to prepare them for the real world. And as far as um, kids, but adults too, the health benefits are endless. They then when they go to their doctor and they get their routine physical, and the doctor says everything is great. If you need anything, call me. But you don't have to wait a year or two. That's priceless. That is. Oh. That is priceless. Mm. That really is. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna, sorry. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I was going to switch mm-hmm. gears just a little bit. The clock really goes out really fast. We're pretty much running out of time, but I really I want know. to ask. <laughs> yeah, it goes fast. You know, and I, know. I just love it. I just love it when uh, different individuals such as yourself, um, and I really, I'm such, I don't, you know, Alex, I don't like the word fan. You know, F A N. I I don't like. No, I don't like that either. 
That's interesting you brought that up. I was at a tournament in Rhode Island. Um, I think you may have seen the pictures of me and the kids. And this fella came up to me and said, I'm a fan of yours. I said, you're not my, you're not a fan. You're my friend. You're not a fan. You're my, you're my friend. Okay. And he was like, oh, wow. I said, yeah, you're my friend. So I look at them as friends and acquaintances. Some of them I never met. Uh, I just interact with them on social media. But I try to respond back to anybody that compliments or has something to say about anything that I would put out there because I feel they took the time to do that. And I appreciate them um, supporting whatever I do. So when they say fan, I kind of like get a little like cringe. I'd rather be, you're my friend. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I I feel the same. Mm -hmm. I don't like the word fan. I'd I'd say, you know, like a friend or I admire what you do. I think what you do Mm -hmm. is noble and uh, you make such a great Mm -hmm. contribution to society. Mm -hmm. That's the way I feel about it. And so when I see your postings, you know, know, look at it from a point that you're contributing to society, something positive, Mm -hmm. something that is good. Now, mm-hmm. now, I do want to switch gears just a little bit and talk about sure. your bad boy, your on-screen bad boy, you know, persona. You know, I find it a, a little interesting because you're such a sweetheart. You know, I, I think you're such a sweetheart. You're such, you're welcome. You're such a great person, and it's such an opposite of what we see, you know, on yeah. person of interest or Law and Order or Blue Bloods, and it, it's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so Yep. That's funny you say that, Adrian, because people in in the industry that call me Alex, you're the exact opposite of what the what the uh, character you portray majority of the time, and they say you're one of the nicest you know what in the business. So, um, I guess I must be doing a good job acting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 I um, it's I find it um, it's fun playing. The the edgy, you know, kind of like character, even though I am not a real gangster or anything like that. But I think what happened is my features and stuff, sometimes um, I think it relates back to the martial arts too because you always want to look strong and stern and stuff. And um, maybe that has something to do with it. But my father was Ukrainian and my mother was German. So I tend to get a lot of Eastern European uh, gangster roles. But as far as like the bad boy kind of image, I think that's kind of like also I I don't, it's my style in a way. You know, I, I like leather jackets. I like boots. I like jeans. I like different accessories. Some people like polo shirts and stuff. I have like one polo shirt, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm a little bit more on the edgy side. I think that's just my um, style. Everybody has their style, and mm-hmm. that's my style. I mean, you know, I I grew up as far as music, listening to rock and and, and Motown and hip hop and. And I was never a big country guy, but 
you know, when you when you look at these different people, you get different uh, inspiration from from them. Now, I'm not. I mean, I love Lenny Kravitz, but he's very edgy and he's very cool. But I can't walk out in public with what he's wearing. But he, <laughs> you know, but I have my own. I have my own thing. I mean, he can pull it off. I mean, I I've seen Lenny Kravitz play uh, two times, and uh, I mean, I think he's super cool and his music is great. And he has a sense of style. I try mm-hmm. to have a sense of style, but that comes from a lot of the music uh, influences that I grew up grew up with, you know. And uh, and I feel comfortable in it. It's not like something that I'm like trying to do. I just feel comfortable in that. And some other people might be comfortable with a different type of style. And that's why okay. I tell them find your character in the acting and, and, and own it. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's where, that's how, how it came to be. You know, yeah. I was going to, there was one other question I asked. Mm-hmm. I noticed, um, mm-hmm. when you talk about your style and I, I so get that, you know, style or image because I, when I do photo shoots or whatever I do, I keep it along the style that I'm comfortable with, something edgy, something different. You know, and I noticed in your in your photos, you have, like, mm-hmm. the same uh, color scheme going. Have you ever played around with a little color? I know you, you yeah. go for the darker look. Have you ever tried yeah, anything I, a, little, a little different? Yeah, I try. What happens sometimes, too, is um, different photographers view you in a different way. And my main photographer, Jason Bird, who I credit, and we're actually um, starting up our uh, web uh, series again. He always like likes to see a darker side of me, and I always go back and forth with him. And I'm like, I don't want to be that dark all the time. So actually, sometimes when he sends me the pictures, I gotta lighten them up because it makes me look like I'm demented or some something. Like that. <laughs> that's so you know, you know and I'm like, well, you know, you know. That's so amazing oh, and, that you said that. that. You know what I gotta say this. That's so amazing that you said that because when I was looking at the photos, the thing that came that hit my my mind and my energy and my spirit, I was like, mm-hmm. why doesn't he try? A little lighter, maybe a little, just a, just a little smidge lighter. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get him and I lighten him up because it's so dark. And I'm like, why you gotta be so dark? Let me light, lighten it up a little bit. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do that and I try to add some color to it sometimes because sometimes as an artist, he views things a certain way. And then uh, some people are stuck in their way. He's a great photographer. Mm-hmm. But when he sends me the pictures, I look at him and I'm like, oh, that's too damn dark. That's too dark. I can't, you know, everything is like dark. Can you brighten it up a little bit? Like, really? And, um, you know, so I just took some more pictures I'll be posting. And I, I like taking pictures outside on location, too, because okay, um, the background and stuff. It's really cool and, and edgy. Mm-hmm. You can go somewhere where they have some graffiti, or you can go somewhere um, where they have like stairs that go up, like in Brooklyn and cobblestone and stuff like that, and different um, um, tunnels and uh, 
hallways and like train stations mm-hmm. and stuff. So a lot of times when you do photos outside, the background mm-hmm. adds a lot, a lot to it. And then a lot of yeah. people sometimes they're like, oh no, I'm just gonna go in and do some headshots and studio shots. You, need, you should get some pictures outside. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I gotta try that. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. You know, um, oh, I gotta wrap it up. This time went by so fast. Oh, okay. But I, I've gotta mention your your young lady. She's so adorable. She's such a cutie. Oh, you know, oh, your young you. lady friend. Yeah. Yes, you're more yeah, than welcome. Yeah, Yeah, she's um, she's an angel that was sent from heaven to me. Oh, and oh. um. She's very supportive and helped me in a lot of different ways and supportive with the school and the acting and, you know, um, and just in life in general. Um, He's always there for me, helped me in more ways than anybody knows. And so I'm grateful that uh, I met her and she's in my life. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Mm-hmm. So now, mm-hmm. with the, I've got to ask this question because, you know, everybody wants to know about uh, mm-hmm. this is going to be the last season for uh, Blue Bloods, uh, season 14. Mm-hmm. So with season 14, are you, uh, what's your your take on season 14? Are you going to be, is it going to be uh, much, do we see you much in season 14 or how is no, it No, I, I, I actually stopped. I actually stopped working on Blue Bloods after season 10. Okay. And what what happened was that's when COVID hit. Oh. And they asked me to come back and work five days a week, 10 hours a day. And when I was working on the show before COVID, we worked two, three, four times a month, sometimes two or four. Mind you, I have a martial arts school. I can't just... You know, I have people there that would teach for me, but I I have my priorities in order. Um, I feel confident that uh, that I can get other work. Um, so I had to tell them that, look, I can't work five days a week for 10 hours because I have a martial arts school and I have other things that I want to um, delve into as far as the act. And they understood. And then so I still keep in contact with the majority of uh, the people there. And they downsized a lot once COVID hit. A lot of the people, at least I felt they asked me to come back. And I'm still part of the martial, uh, martial arts, the Blue Bloods family. But once COVID hit, as we know, things changed. And rather mm-hmm. than having a certain amount of people on set, they downsized to a smaller group. Um, like I said, I was glad to be asked back, but I couldn't commit to five days a week. So, um, but, it, but that didn't close any doors for me because I never burned any bridges and remained friends with um, everybody that's on the show. So um, I worked on FBI Most Wanted. I, okay. uh, I'm doing, um, I'm supposed to work on that TV show, Boss, as a henchman. Um, I just reached out to my manager in L.A. I said, the strike's over. Let's start booking. And they're like, yeah, let's hit the ground floor running. So, um, yeah, Blue Bloods had a nice run. And I only can say good things about Blue Bloods and my experience there and the people there. 
people make the show, and uh, they deserve all the credit uh, that they they get. That's not easy to keep a show going for 14 years, and I'm proud that I've been on it for 10 years. And you know, when I go different places, people are like, "Oh, I seen you the other night. I seen you the other night." It's cool. So that'll be with me forever. You know, you can't take that away, and uh, and I'm and I'm proud of it. And um, again, everybody that's um, associated with that show is really uh, awesome. Wonderful, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to wrap up because I am pretty much out of time to mm-hmm. then wrap up. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, mm-hmm. what's, what's in the future? I want to know, you know, everybody talks about television and acting. I'm, I'm one of those persons. I know you've done commercials and things like that, but yeah. I'm one of those persons that love to um, give back to society or or do something. Yeah. So I want to know, I know you have the school with the martial arts, but mm-hmm. what's the next thing that's on your plate that maybe you want to accomplish as far as uh, doing something for the greater good for maybe those that's less fortunate? Do you have uh, some type of not-for-profit or something that you may be thinking yeah. about doing in the future? Yeah. What we do is we, we have fundraisers at the school for St. Jude's uh, Children's uh, Research Hospital, I believe it's in Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. And then we have uh, a toy drive um, at the school. And uh, as you know, when I live in New Haven, Connecticut, and everybody knows Yale is in New Haven, and they have a hospital called Yale New Haven Hospital. So we have the kids and their parents bring toys to the school and leave them there. And then myself and some of the instructors or whoever would like to go goes down to the hospital, and we 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 give the, the the toys or gifts to the kids that are in the hospital. Um, I always believe in giving back. Um, I'm really grateful for what I have, and uh, a lot of people are less fortunate. So whatever I can do, and you know, since I have a platform, and I I, I want to help because um, I wasn't always. Um, in this position either. And everybody, I don't care who you are, has their ups and downs. And if you can help and give back, well, then you should. And don't expect anything back. Just be, you know, it's a good it's a good feeling. And uh, you don't see these kids. You probably will never meet them, be it St. Jude's or uh, cancer, uh, well, that's leukemia, cancer, St. Jude's. And uh, or the kids that are getting the Christmas gifts, you probably never see them, but that's okay as long as it puts a smile in them on their face and they feel like, oh, someone really thought of me, cared about me. You know, you can't always want to turn. Sometimes people do stuff and they have an agenda; they want something back. I just want you to be happy. If it helps you. Well, then that's good. Then I can sleep good at night. <laughs> that's good. Amen. Amen. That's it. Amen to that. That's right. Amen yes. to that. Life is <laughs> life is short. What good is life if yes, you can't help other people and give back? God don't like ugly. God likes no, kind. He doesn't. Not, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know, I wasn't brought up that way. Yeah. Oh, amen. Amen. You know, when you mm-hmm. do good, 
for other people, it makes life so much more better. You know, you feel great, and it's it's yeah. like the energy that pushes you forward to help somebody else. You know, it's it's just exactly. phenomenal when you can do that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I know we've got to wrap it up, but I want to thank <laughs> you for always supporting myself and the school and the acting and all the endeavors and you're nobody without your friends and acquaintances that you know so I really appreciate it and thank you for asking me back I always enjoy chatting with you about different things and be it the martial arts acting and just just life in general so Mm -hmm. and much success Adrian on your uh, endeavors and whatever you do Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. Well, guys, if you're just tuning in, I was talking with Alex Zawack. Now, listen, I want you guys to go back and listen to the beginning of the show. You're going to really enjoy everything that was said during the show, and I want you guys to not only listen with your ears, I want you guys to listen with your heart because there's a lot that was said during the show, and I want you to receive it in your heart, receive it in your spirit, and I want you to receive the energy in which the words that he was sharing, I want you to receive that good, positive energy. He has such a positive vibe, and I want you to receive that. Receive that, and you know what? When you receive it, give it out to somebody else. There's somebody else that's along the pathway that you might meet on tomorrow, next week, or, or next month, that maybe maybe they're not feeling so good. And so you can share some positivity with them and help them to make it throughout their day. And that's what it's about. Help somebody to smile. Let me tell you guys, oh, gosh, mama got a life lesson. Y'all know mama always got a life lesson. Let me tell y'all something up here. Let me tell y'all what happened today. I went to see my mom today, earlier today. And there was a passenger in the, in the car that wasn't so happy. She wasn't so happy. She really wasn't so happy. And the driver told me, he says, listen, you got to share this this ride with somebody that's really rude. I said, oh, okay. And so I was getting myself together. Y'all know how mama is. I, you know, I, I got to make somebody smile. I ain't going to go for that rude spirit and that rude energy. She gets in the car. I says, okay. So I was sitting in the back. She gets in the back. I says, I know what I'm going to do. Something says me, you get out and you go sit in the front with the driver. <laughs> so I get out. I sat in the front with the driver. He didn't say anything. And so he closed the door. He just gave me that look like he was so disgruntled. Y'all know what Mama did. I told the driver. I said, it's okay. I said, it's okay. It's okay. Because the lady on the back, she started cussing at him. And she says, you just do your job and you just drive and take me where I'm going. I said, oh, Jesus. Y'all know what I did. Mama did this. I took out my little cell phone, started playing uh, Alan Cooper. Alan Cooper was doing his, his singing, real, real nice energy, and I was holding it up so the driver can hear and see the guy singing. I said, see, we're going to be in a good mood today. And I started bebopping my little shoulders. So listen, the life lesson for today is I don't care who comes in your space. You don't have to receive their negativity. Whatever they got going on, it belongs to them. You ain't got to take ownership and whatever they got going on, you know, so just keep on going. Keep your ownership of your positivity, and you don't have to own what somebody else got going on. Now, listen, it's been super delicious all up in here. Mama got to get on up out of here, and guess what? I get to do it all over again on tomorrow. The words of Don Knees, the man that made so train what it was in the winter city. It is peace, love, and 
Oh, <laughs> 